Good morning, carpetbaggers and scallywags. In today's podcast on DHS, we will be going over the reconstruction of the South after the Civil War. During the early stages of this time period, there was a pretty drastic change in Southern politics. But first, Avery will be explaining our sponsor. Today's podcast is sponsored by Adidas Design Company, where you can get anything from comfy clothing to athletic gear all in one store. Adidas offers amazing deals on quality clothing that's guaranteed to suit your fit. Use code DHS to get 20% less on any purchase more than $20. Now, here's Kelly to explain how the Republicans were in charge. Our first topic is Republicans in charge. Although it wasn't a huge description, it had some main details. This includes the fact that Southern politics were controlled by Republicans during Reconstruction. Republicans obviously had more victories, which put them in charge of Southern politics. The state government actually supported the Republican Party, which contained African Americans, white Southerners, and white newcomers from the North. Before we continue, I will have Avery explain the amazing app, Anchor. Anchor, where you can host and create a podcast for your daily podcast needs. This simply helps you create and perfect any podcast. Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Now that we're back to DHS histories, although African Americans had fewer rights than white Southerners, they had greatly influenced Southern politics. Back then, African Americans played an important role as voters and elected officials, and in some states, they helped produce victories for Republican candidates. That also meant African American candidates. In South Carolina, they held some of the lower parts of the House for a short period of time of four years. They revised state constitutions and passed laws to support public education and civil rights. At a national level, there were around 16 African Americans in the Senate. There were two that served between 1869 and 1880. To move right along, Kamani will talk a little bit about Fiji water. Fiji water, Earth's finest water. This amazing water keeps you very hydrated and refreshed. Fiji water for 23 ounces is $1.99. For one liter, it's $2.19. For another half liter, it's $2.49. And for a 6 by 11 15 ounce pack, it's $6. Next important topic is the carpetbaggers and scallywags, which may include many important facts. You may be wondering, what the heck are carpetbaggers and scallywags? Well, let me explain. Scallywags are known as scandrels or worthless rascals. Former Confederates who held resistance against those who had been pro-Union called them scandrels. The term northern carpetbaggers, which means a cheap suitcase made out of carpet fabric. Many people used this term because they thought untrusting newcomers would carry the carpet suitcase. They obviously used these terms as insults, but it was their way of explaining people. Now, to jump right in, southern whites pro-union business leaders and farmers who were not owned enslaved people supported the Republican Party. As you can see, the Republican Party had lots of support and were very popular at this time. Even the Republicans had support of many Northern whites who moved to the South after the war. But of course, white Southerners were suspicious of the North's intentions. This was because the carpetbaggers could be dishonest people trying to take advantage of the South's difficulties. But some people actually just wanted to help rebuild the South. White Southerners started to notice them taking advantage of the South, and that led to the accusation of the Reconstruction government of corruption. Corruption means dishonest or illegal actions. But because some officials did not make money illegally, there is no evidence of corruption in the South that was greater in the North. Kamani will be explaining Applebee's, your favorite restaurant.
Applebee's, where your food comes fresh and delicious. You can get appetizers, salads, steaks, and pasta all in one restaurant. You can eat good in the safe place of your neighborhood. Giving it back to Avery, he will now touch on the topic of the resistance to construction. Next up, we're going to talk about resistance to reconstruction, which was a period that tells us how hard life was for African Americans and how Southerners did not want them to have more rights than they had already gotten. They were refused to write to have their own land unless it was shared with a Southerner, and they were never offered credit when they did work, so they really never got paid. Then, right out of nowhere, there was a clan called the Ku Klux Klan, which violated African Americans by killing them, torturing them, and, you know, kidnapping them. And then they passed a couple laws to try and get rid of this whole clan, but that never worked. And then on top of that, the clan refused to testify against those in their own community. So they kind of just attacked African Americans without consent. Microsoft, where you can get computers to pre-built PCs in one website. They sell graphic cards, servers, phones, and other intelligent devices, server applications for distributed computing environments, productivity applications, business solution applications, desktop and server management tools, software development tools, and video games. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to your favorite history podcast, DHS, where your hosts, Kamani, Kelly, and Avery, tell you about the most life-shocking and crucial events in history. And since that long break, we are back to tell you about the education and farming system during Reconstruction. In the earlier days of the Reconstruction, there were many African-American-built schools with many Northern teachers. As time went on, government slowly created integrated schools. About 50% of these students were white, and another 40% were African-American. With African-American knowledge growing, Northerners set up academies in the South, which led off into a branch of American, African-American colleges and universities, including places like Howard University in Washington, D.C., and Morehouse College in Atlanta. Even though integration became slightly more common in schools, few states required integration, leaving students of different races to still have separate schools. With more African-American people gaining knowledge, they also began to want farmland. Having land would enable African-Americans to have a way to support their families. With many African-American families buying farmland with the help of Freedmen's Bank, many of them relied on land owned by whites. This led to a system called sharecropping in which landowners rented land to sharecroppers and farmers. This system made, sharecrop- made the sharecroppers give a percentage of their crops to landowner. Although sharecropping was a little better than slavery, the landowners often unfairly demanded large percentages of wages, leaving most of these sharecroppers with almost nothing. Now passing it on to Kelly, she will give a little information on Starbucks. Starbucks. To inspire and nurture the human spirit. Aren't you just craving some delicious coffee, tasty cake pops, and awesome breakfast? Just make a stop at Starbucks where you can get all of these tasty treats. Now, I will be explaining how I feel about Reconstruction from the South. Looking at this time period, even though African Americans were free, there was still discrimination and hatred in general towards them and their supporters. Republicans also were a big cause to discrimination. 
Republicans basically controlled Southern politics and it had a huge effect on how the South was after the war. Not only that, but the state government actually supported the Republican Party, which contained some African Americans, white Southerners, and white newcomers from the North. So there, wa- there wasn't really any other opinions on the Republican Party. So basically, I think that the African Americans didn't actually get treated the best after the war. Now, passing on to Avery for his opinion. In my words, I think that nobody was the same. Because, you know, the people who owned slaves kind of used them to pick their crops. Because they didn't want to pick their own crops because they're lazy. And nobody likes lazy people. And then... We have the states that were part of the Confederate States of America, and nobody knows what they were doing. They were just seceding from the Union. And then we have everybody after the war, which I don't think anything would ever be the same after the war. Because we had slavery happen, and we didn't have slavery, and it's kind of just a mess in history right now. So if we can put that behind us, I think we can get back to where we were. Now, passing on to Kamani for his opinion. My personal opinion on the South during the Reconstruction is that it was genuinely so important for the African-American community and its supporters for many reasons. At this point in time, the freedom of African-Americans was completely different from what they had known for so long. Not only were African-Americans allowed to be educated and work-paying jobs, but they also had a say and were allowed to voice their opinions on politics. I think that although there were still things like discrimination and racism, this time period was a major step forward for African-Americans and the South in general. We have simply summed up the reconstruction in the South and have left you smarter than you came. This is DHS signing off. Thank you for listening. Have a fabulous day.